Hello, e-commerce fans, and welcome to 10-Minute Ecom, an AOV Lab podcast. Every episode, we break down a new and different tactic that can help you improve your e-commerce KPIs, key performance indicators. I'm your host, Andrew Figgins, and like most of you, I am an e-commerce professional. You may know me as the founder of AOV Lab, the former VP of Digital Product Innovation at Scrubs and Beyond, or as the former director of e-commerce technology at Rural King. Today, I'm excited to be talking to Gilbert Barajas, an e-commerce colleague that typically works behind the scenes, but he has emerged today to chat about his work in e-commerce. I won't steal his thunder. So anyway, Gilbert, what did you come on the show today to share with your e-commerce colleagues? Hi, I'm Gilbert Barajas from Soft Bacon Industries out of Austin, Texas. One thing I've seen that works in e-com is uh, I'm going to be talking about data migration and replatforming today. Thank you, Gilbert. After the ad, we'll get right into the chat. Today's episode of 10 Minute Ecom is brought to you by Constructor.io. If your website isn't relying on Constructor's machine learning algorithms to power your site search, recommendations, and quizzes, you are leaving money on the table. And I know what you're thinking. The host of this show, Andrew Fickens, not only can he host the show, but he can also read podcast ads that he wrote. Is this man proving right now that he's a double threat? Not a triple threat, just a double threat. You're not wondering that. Okay, back to Constructor. I saw up close just how effective Constructor's technology is, having implemented it at Scrubs and Beyond. It's also trusted by Sephora, Life is Good, Birkenstock, Ashley, Bonobos, Petco, Backcountry, Plow and Hearth, and even Target Australia. Go to aovlab.com and click on Vendor Network to set up your 30-minute discovery call with Constructor today. And now, back to the show. Awesome, Gilbert. I'm so excited that you're here today. Right before we, we started recording today, I was relaying a, pain, a painful story from my past around data migration. I was going from Magento 1 to Magento 2. It went totally off the rails, and I'm convinced after chatting with you, that's just because we didn't know each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the thing about you know data migration and replatforming is a lot of people they don't uh, want to think about it until the very end. It's kind of something they think that this is just going to happen. Uh, that they're not going to have to plan. It's not something that needs to be brought in as early as possible when it comes to thinking whether you're just moving within, like you were talking about, I believe Magento to Magento. But you would think that moving within the same platform you would, think. would be the easy thing to do. We used to have to uh, help people do a big commerce to big commerce, and you would think. That would be just neat and clean too. It just, it's just never as neat and clean as you want because all these things are always built by multiple people over multiple generations of, of technologies. It doesn't always line up the way you think it is. And it's one of the reasons you got to find someone who's actually done it before, not someone who just says that they think they can do it. That's the big factor here. And Gilbert, you mentioned that you've done this probably 10,000 times, maybe even a hundred thousand times in the past. Tell me a little bit about just the nuts and bolts of it a little bit, like you're in there, you've got a catalog for an existing platform, you know, you need to move it to a new platform. What are some of the things that you're thinking about when you're like first getting in, into that data and seeing how it looks? All right. We have the big three of resources. So we're looking at your products, your customers, and your orders. And those are the big three things that, you know, when your people are moving through platforms that they want to move. So that's the stuff that we got to start seeing is what exactly do you have when it comes to each one of these things? So if we're talking about products, I'm going to be breaking down all of the different tables that you have. Uh, do you actually have options? Do you have variants? Do you have 
what, what fields do you have? Are you using, you know, are you using pricing for something else? Are you using special fields and custom fields? Or what are you, what plugins are you using those for? Like all those different things. What data do I actually have? Because that's what data migration is. It's a giant puzzle. And you start off with what pieces do I have? You lay it out. You look at the picture over here, what it's supposed to look like when it's done. And then you just start piecing it together. And then when you're done, like, all right, what is missing? between the two and that's and that's the devil in the detail that's what you were talking about earlier you don't know until you've done it before oh this thing is missing or if you don't have this thing then this isn't going to work correctly or these things tie together in this interesting way and it may all seem oh yeah this is but until you've actually run it through and laid it out and, and actually seen these things multiple times and seen where things go wrong or where this integration, people use a custom field and you can have a, a two different prices and two different fields on the same product called price. And how does this tool even know which one it's people these things have been pieced together for years? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just very interesting, you know, stuff being knowing it's what do we talk about knowing what you don't know. And most people don't know that stuff. They, they think, oh yeah, it's very simple. I can just move this here. And I've had it so many times where people are like, I, I, I got a data guy, right? I got a data guy. You know, he, he maintains our database and said he's, he's barely holding their Magento database together. And now you're asking him to figure out which platform we're going to move to. How does our data structure fit into the data structure where we're moving? What integrations are we putting in between? How does the data need to be laid out, you know, in, in the source versus in the destination platform to make sure that the integrations fit appropriately. It's just a lot to be throwing on one person who's, that's not their job. Uh, whereas you. I've done this, you know, tens, thousands, hundred thousand times, big commerce used to, like I said, ingest entire old platforms. And then we moved into actually moving enterprise level, big brands can't really talk about who, but what, right. what not, but moving big brands data where to the point where, uh, these companies would not have moved on to the platform if it wasn't for the expertise of the team and what we were capable of doing. So it's a very specialized field, but then it's one that people don't think about, but people move platforms in e-commerce a lot. And until they've done it once, then they realize, oh man, last time I did it, I need to find an expert. Like I need to find yeah. someone that can help out in this. Absolutely. Until I had really stepped in it and so to speak, like it, it <laughs> really, it hadn't occurred to me to focus on it as much as I needed to, for sure. Are there things that aside from, of course, like trying to find a data migration team and working with people who've done it before some experts, are there things that if you're like an e-commerce director or e-commerce manager, are there things you can do to get your catalog ready for a migration? Yeah. Finding out exactly what you can export. Uh, we've had so many times where these people would go to their old platform and say, Hey, what can I get from you? And they're like, here's a, a CSV with five fields on it. That's all you get. And they're coming over to us saying, oh, I need options. I need this. And I've got all these things. And they're like, this is all I have is this single CSV. So verifying where all your original data lives and what you actually have access to. Because if, if you're on Magento, okay, you can probably get a, a copy of your entire SQL database. And that's the best you know, method of, of moving it. But if you're on a Shopify, you may have to go through individual exports and you're going to be limited to whatever the uh, export template is. We used to be able to use the Shopify API to move people off and then they change their uh, terms of service. And I've got some great war stories of Shopify you know, operations team slowing us and blacklisting our IP address and stuff from moving data too fast and messing up their API. So. It, just knowing exactly where your data lives, what you have access to, so that you come into the process knowing, all right, these are my expectations. So I only got this one CSV with five files on it or five columns on it. 
and you're might not going to get the, the best of data migration like the, the quality and the quantity of the data is very important so making sure that you have access to that that makes good sense to me i wanted to ask you there's a lot of e-commerce platforms out there there's some ones that have been around for a while we've talked about them a little bit here today big commerce magento a few others but do you feel like there's something with how the product data is structured or something in your role where you found that one platform makes more sense over another one, for example? Usually the SaaS platforms make the most sense. When you have the self-hosted platforms and you have, just like what we were talking about at the beginning, you have a, oh, this started as a Magento 1. whatever, and moved to a Magento 1. whatever, and then moved to a 2. whatever. And we've had five different, the guy that originally put this database together, he retired 10 years ago and like, that, that type of stuff, that's where things start getting like really like complex. As, so like your woos, woos, not as bad. But they'll have plugins and whatnot that, that kind of mess with the data a little bit and use it in weird ways. But Magento's are just really the, the, the beasts. Like those are the ones where if you're on Magento and you're trying to move somewhere else, yeah, you, you really need some help because who know most people have no idea what's actually in the Magento database. People don't understand the relationship between the Magento app and the database. And they're like, Oh, I've got this thing and it works this way. And I'm like, I'm looking at your database. I'm looking at the actual data that is not in here anywhere. Cause you can have the actual front end edits to the Magento app that interpret the data in different ways. And it's, yeah, that's not actually in here. You may have, cause usually when we're doing the data migration, we just would have just the SQL file. We don't have actually have access to their specific Magento app and front end instance. Those are some, some of the ones I, I, I think moving between the different SaaS platforms is not too bad. It's just what I talked about at the beginning. What data do you have, actually have access to? Some of them will spit you out great CSVs that you can actually build complex products and customers and, and orders out of. And some of them, they give you the most bare bones stuff. Like we used to try to do a Yahoo, old Yahoo stuff. And it's just really weird. Like you'd have to, oh, for a customer, we'd have to go through their like orders and pull the customer name out of an order because they wouldn't actually export the test. Just like weird stuff like that. So just know, knowing the, the data structure for each one and what you actually have access to. All, all that type of stuff. No, the more you know about it before you start engaging someone and the more you have an idea, because you'll have excellent skin, you'll know what you don't know at that more about it at that point. Absolutely. And you mentioned Gilbert, that your team that was at big commerce, you were there for six, seven years, you guys were almost like this in-house agency that took care of the data migration on behalf of big commerce and the clients, whether, like you said, there's some big name companies, some smaller companies there. But what I, I, we were chatting uh, before the recording today and what I like, and I don't know how much you can talk about this quite yet, but you've taken that model of you, you and your team and what you guys do, and you've taken that outside big commerce now. Yes. This next year, we're going to be doing a little, starting with a little consulting, uh, specifically on replatforming and me specifically, I'm going to be doing a lot of consulting. I got a couple of uh, clients lined up where they just, I'm going to be a spirit guide and guiding them through the process. But if that moves into actual need of transfers, then actually I've got some horsepower lined up to start moving that in the next year once we get the projects rolling. But yeah, it's, it's something that we have just, when we actually started doing the math, sit down and do the math. I worked at Big Commerce for seven years. Uh, one of the other guys actually been there for 13 years, another guy for six and another one for five. So between us, we got like 30 some odd years of data migration experience. We've moved literally like hundreds of thousands of stores. There's probably no one in the world who has done more data migration specifically for e-commerce than the four of us. Uh, yeah, we were just, we were just this is world-class expertise and that's got, we got need to share this with the world, not just 
what we were doing here at Big Commerce. We have, we've made apps and stuff, self-service apps that whole, this is some inside baseball, but we actually had an entire agencies that messaged us and were like, Hey, you made a change to this app. And our entire business model was just using your free app to move people from Shopify to BigCommerce or whatever, because we had from Shopify to BigCommerce, from Woo to BigCommerce, from Magento to BigCommerce. Like all we had seven or eight different apps that would move people from whatever, and they're pretty self-service. And we were like, wait, hold on. People are basing their entire business around just the like self-service apps that we created. Like, no, okay. We, we got to do more. We got to do more of this. So yeah, it's, that's going to be my journey in 2024. And I got, I said, I got a couple guys that I'm going to be dragging along with me. Awesome, man. We certainly wish you well. And it, it's good to talk to an expert here on 10 Minute Ecom. So I, I thank you for coming by today. Before we head out, because it is a brief show, is there anything else you'd like to share with your colleagues in, in Ecom? Yeah, I, I definitely feel that e-commerce is the absolute future. The, the, the world in general has become an interesting place. I was actually, you know, seeing on the news this morning about rampant looting in certain places and stores entirely shutting down and be like, are oh, we just not going to have physical locations anymore. So I've just seen more and more of that and you know, the, with the world becoming uh, such a globalized place that e-commerce is the absolute future. And if you don't have your hand in it in some way or another, whether you're selling something online, helping people sell something online, if you're not involved in it somehow or another, then you're missing out on an extremely huge opportunity because most things are still done through retail. It's e-commerce is the absolute future. So that's my opinion and why I'm still sticking in it after all this time. Excellent. Thanks so much again for coming on, Gilbert. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great time. Well, we have hit that 10-minute mark, so that's a wrap for today's episode. I want to again thank our guest, Gilbert Barajas. Bear with me today. I have a very lengthy list of ways that you can support the show. If you have a moment, be sure to subscribe, like, or follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, Google Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen. You can also rate and review the show inside your podcast app. If you have a tactic that you'd like to talk about on an upcoming episode, reach out to humans at aovlab.com and let me know. You can also go to aovlab.com and check out more episodes of the show, as well as our vendor network. If you can spare a half hour to take a demo of any of our sponsors, it'll be worth your time. I've hand-selected a set of peer-tested, proven technologies, including Optiversal, Constructor, Thrive Commerce, as well as Espresso and Shopbox AI, who we are helping to introduce to US-based retail and e-com brands and professionals. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the show. Until next time, this is Andrew Figgins signing off and saying, have a good one. Thank you.